stories, big guests, the big picture. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge. Weekdays 1230 to 3, 770 CHQR. All right, welcome back. Rob Breckenridge with your final half hour here this afternoon. We'll have more time for your phone calls. Again, in Calgary, 403-974-8255. Edmonton, 780-496-0063. But let's spend a bit of time here talking about beer. And I think COVID has certainly had an impact on the beer industry, maybe even to some extent on beer consumers. And we can talk a bit about that. Uh, but it's interesting when you talk about beer, and we're talking about a product, but it's it's a product that is is so remarkably diverse within Canada, within within other countries. But I think as you go around the world, you know, the situation in, in one country might be a lot different than the situation in another. So it's something that people enjoy around the globe, but maybe enjoy it in, in different ways or have different relationships with beers and different approaches to, to brewing beers. And it's certainly something our next guest has written extensively about. He is the uh, co-author of the World Atlas of Beer, an all-new revised and updated third edition of the World Atlas of Beer, is out now. Joining us uh, is its co-author, veteran uh, beer writer and expert Stephen Beaumont, joins us on the line here this afternoon. More at BeaumontDrinks.com. Stephen, great to have you with us here. Welcome back to the program. Good to be talking to you again, Rob. Uh, you know, I mean, we talk about the impact of COVID, and, and just to, to mention this, because it was something else I was hoping we'd be able to talk about, but the Canada Beer Cup is on hold because of COVID and COVID restrictions. But what was the idea behind the Canada Beer Cup, first of all? Well, this was a, um, a new competition that was put together by the um, Canadian Craft Brewers Association. And they approached me uh, to be the head judge of it. Um, and I, I said yes, but only on a condition. And the condition was that we do something to really kind of promote Canadian beer to the world. And for a competition, that means bringing in judges from outside of Canada. Uh, we've had beer competitions in Canada. There are provincial ones. There's a national one. But nobody's, except for the Mondial de la Bière that does it a little bit, nobody's really bringing in international judges to pontificate about Canadian beer. And I thought it was time to do that. So that was, for me, the big thing about the Canada Beer Cup. And yes, because we, we got locked down again here in Ontario where we're doing the judging. It was supposed to be the start of February um, we've had to postpone it until we can have everybody together in person again and, and get this done right. So to be determined uh, for that, but uh, more at CanadaBeerCup.com if folks want to stay on top of uh, developments regarding the Canada Beer Cup, which is a pretty neat initiative. So let's uh, get back to the uh, world of Atlas of Beer, the all-new third edition. And I, I do wonder, and I know it's something you guys incorporated into this latest edition, is the impact of the pandemic. What, what's your sense of how COVID has affected the, the brewing world? Well, it's it's funny because it's really had an impact in many different ways around the world. Um, I've spoken to a lot of brewers who have actually said, you know, frankly, uh, 2021, 2020 were among our best years ever. Wow. And that's because they were able to pivot to direct delivery in a lot of cases, um, local support. Um, just reaching out to their local constituencies and saying, look, we're here for you. Um, we want to be your local brewery. And the response has been tremendous. So you've seen a lot of brewers 
really actually thrived during the pandemic because they've been able to get such great support. Um, and when you talk about internationally, I was talking to some brewers down in Argentina when we were putting this new third edition together, and they were saying that prior to the pandemic, about 90% of all craft beer in Argentina sold was draft. But, of course, when the bars got shut down, they didn't have that. So they started canning and bottling their beers, and they found out that they made a lot more money by putting it into a can than they did by putting it into a keg. So the industry as a whole is actually more robust and healthy now than it was pre-pandemic. It's interesting. I mean, here in Alberta, for example, obviously we have uh, privatized uh, liquor retailers. So there's a lot of stores that can carry a lot of products. We allow brewers to sell at farmers markets as well. So I, I like the flexibility we have here. It's it's not the same everywhere. Even if you look in Canada, how how has that pivot been for Canadian brewers? Well, again, it it, it depends to a certain degree about where the brewery is. Um, but I think that in a you know. We've got 40% of the Canadian population and about 40% of the Canadian breweries here in Ontario. And the reaction to direct-to-home delivery has been extraordinary. I mean, people have really embraced this. Um, You know, kind of the downside of it all is that imported beers aren't really selling through the LCBO these days because everyone's supporting local so much. So we're not getting as much imported beer as we used to. But right. on the plus side, um, you know, we've actually seen growth rather than a shrinkage in the number of breweries in the province. So, you know, you go province by province across the country and you're going to see different impacts. But overall, it's been generally positive for everybody. Yeah, when you look at big picture in Canada, the number of breweries we have here, um, you know, we're certainly a world leader in that sense, aren't we? Well, yeah, this is one of the, I, I crunched some numbers for this edition. And just for, you know, for any listeners who might not be familiar with the World Atlas of Beer, Tim Webb and I uh, wrote the first edition, uh, came out in 2012, and we've done one every four years. So this edition was scheduled to come out in the fall of 2020. Um, and what ended up happening was it came out in the UK, but it didn't come out in North America because of pandemic issues. So what we did was um, we re-revised it. So it it is absolutely as up-to-date as you could possibly get. We were writing until almost it was going to print this year or last year. Um, so it, it, during that period, I was crunching numbers all across Canada in terms of the number of breweries per province, the number of breweries per capita, et cetera, et cetera. And I just discovered, to my surprise, because I didn't really – understand this myself, Canada's had more breweries, more craft breweries per capita than the United States since the early 90s. Wow. And the world thinks, oh, you know, the United States, it's, it's so, they've got so many breweries. And it's true, they have a lot of breweries, but they also have a lot of people. And in point of fact, our, on a per capita basis, our numbers are more impressive than the U.S., as are the numbers of a lot of countries around the world, um, France, Belgium, New Zealand even. It's funny because, you know, within Canada, there's such diversity. Within the U.S., there's such diversity. And it's probably true of a lot of countries in, in their beer scenes and their beer industries. I mean, is, is it possible now to even really fully distinguish Canadian beer from, from American beer or the American beer scene from the Canadian beer scene? I think, 
I, I, you really have to start looking more closely um, at specific places rather than generally saying, you know, these um, descriptions of, of entire countries. It's not, you can't really do that anymore. Yeah. So, you know, I, I used to break down Canada and saying, well, you know, we're, we're much more conservative than American craft brewers, and certainly through the 90s and into the aughts, that was very much the case. Um, you could always get really good interpretations of classic beer styles in Canada, but not necessarily the kind of wacky out there stuff that you'd find in the United States. Well, that's no longer the case. Um, Canada is, is a, a global leader in in craft brewing uh, by any perspective. And uh, this is one of the reasons, going back to the Canada Beer Cup, that I, I wanted to invite people to come and taste some good Canadian beer because, frankly, the world doesn't know how good we've got it here in Canada. It's funny. It's, you know, we all have stereotypes about, you think of another country in beer, right? You think of Germany and the giant mugs of, of lager at Oktoberfest or Britain where someone's drinking a, a pint of bitter, you know, throwing darts at a pub or, you know, Mexico, the, the bottle of Dos Equis on, on a beach somewhere. And Canada, maybe the perception is, you know, we sit on our couch and, and watch hockey and drink Bolson, right? I mean, there's these stereotypes that exist about beer in, in certain countries. Yeah, and you know, the stereotypes do exist for, for, to a certain degree to, for a good reason. I mean, mm -hmm. they do drink big one-liter steins of beer in Bavaria, <laughs> um, but they don't drink them up in the north. That's a totally different beer scene up there. Uh, Canadians do still sit on the couch and drink Canadian while they're watching the hockey game. But we've also got about 1,200 breweries across this country now. And, you know, so many of those breweries are doing wonderful um, interpretations of classic styles, innovative stuff, unique um, takes on beer. Uh, you know, I'm trying to see through the Canada Beer Cup if we can't stimulate brewers to come up with the idea of what is the Canadian beer style, like what's going to be our trademark right. beer style for the world. So that was actually a, a category that I put into the Canada Beer Cup, um, in, including asking the brewers to say exactly why they think that this is a Canadian style beer. That's an interesting question. I mean, I, I try to think of examples. Like if someone said a Belgian style beer, I think that has some context. Uh, or even a German style or a Mexican style lager would have some context. But I don't know. I mean, are, are there really good concrete examples of where that, that kind of a description is still meaningful? Um, you know, one of the interesting things that um, I had been doing pre-pandemic was uh, I'd been accepting a lot of invitations to both judge and speak at brewing conferences in various countries around the world. Um, and a lot of those uh, competitions and conferences were in developing beer markets, like uh, throughout Latin America, for example. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I would give my speech and I would say, you know, if, you're, if you want your beer market to really grow and to really prosper internationally, decide you've got to have a, a trademark style that you can take to the world and say, this is, what, this is our beer. This is something we do. I mean, the Americans have, they go, came, to, came up with American Pale Ale and American IPA, and that was hops that they had growing in the Pacific Northwest, and they knew how to use them, and it worked very well for them. 
So at the end of this, the brewers would inevitably say to me, you know, we really appreciate what you're saying about that, and we're going to start thinking about what our national beer style might be. What's Canada's national beer style? And I'd say, I haven't a clue. I know. But I really did uh, which, not have an answer I mean, for it's them. a blessing and a curse in that, you know, we, we've got so much to choose from, but maybe that, that takes away from having a, a national identity in that sense. Well, we did at one point, um, there was a, a beer style called the Canadian Gold Nail, which was actually judged in beer competitions uh, around the world. Um, this goes back probably 25 years, 20 years. Um, and it's... It's kind of hard to identify, but basically you're looking at something that's kind of like a cream ale, but a little more malty, a little fuller bodied, um, with more more fruitiness to it. At one point in time, I guess you could have called Molson Stock Ale as a pretty good example of the Canadian mm-hmm. Golden Ale, but then that kind of went by the wayside. Um, lately, I've been seeing some breweries doing their interpretations of that style without saying as much that... It's it's starting maybe to have a bit of a comeback. We'll see. Something else, too, I find interesting, you know, the, the growth of beer industries in countries that we wouldn't associate with beer. We, we tend to think of countries as either being beer countries or, you know, wine countries, like like France, for example. But what, what are we seeing in countries where typically there hasn't been much of a, a beer scene or an industry? Well, you know, France is a great example of this, um, and I'm glad you mentioned it, because France actually has more breweries than any other country in Europe today. Wow, really? And so you wouldn't think nobody's so. going to guess that. <laughs> no. no. Um, and, they're, and they're scattered all over the country, too. They're really, they're, they used to be centered in the north and in the um, Alsace region. But now they're, they're really, they're in every department all across the country. Um, and, and some of them are, are doing really, really well, too. So there is a thirst for beer in France. Um, one of the most interesting beer markets uh, in, in North America, or, or in the Americas, I should say, today is Mexico. Um, you know, they're up to about 1,000, 1,100 breweries down there, and they're having some really interesting um, innovations and creativity, a very culinary way of looking at brewing for the Latin Americans. Very interesting. Well, it is the World Atlas of Beer, the all-new third edition, available now. Stephen, thanks so much for joining us uh, here today. I always appreciate it. It's a pleasure, Rob, and I hope to do it again sometime soon. Likewise. All the best, Stephen. Cheers. Uh, Stephen Beaumont, uh, beer writer, uh, author, co-author of the World Atlas of Beer. So the all-new third edition out now. And uh, stay tuned for developments on the Canada Beer Cup, which is a pretty neat idea, and hopefully they can get back that back on track soon, canadabeercup.com. All right, we'll take another quick time out here. We'll come back a few other things to get to in our remaining minutes. My name is Rob Breckenridge. We are back after this. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.